In his second letter to Timothy, the Apostle Paul writes these words, I charge you in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who is to judge the living and the dead, and by his appearing and by his kingdom, preach the word. Be urgent, in season and out of season. Convince, rebuke, and exhort. Be unfailing in patience and in teaching. This is In Season and Out of Season, a Bible teaching ministry with Father Tom DiLorenzo. Good day, it's Father Tom, and I'm glad to be with you today. You know, God is still in control. Oh, yes, how we need to hear that every day, that God is in control. But we need to let go of our controls. You see, God is the driver. We are the ones sitting next to him. We want to do his will. It's all about his will. His will gives us peace. His will gives us holiness. We want the will of God. When I was a child, we would always pray for the will of God. I don't think very many people do that anymore. I want the will in my life. That's how I entered the seminary. You know, I had just done a retreat for college kids, and the Lord said to me, go and make an application in the seminary. So I went. I didn't know what was going to happen. Well, the rest is history. It all worked out from that day on. I wanted the will of God, and the will of God for me was to be a priest in the name of Jesus in the Catholic Church. I'm looking at John 3, verse 8. The wind blows where it chooses, and you hear the sound of it. I'm thinking of the day of Pentecost. There was a rushing, mighty wind, and there were flames of fire. When the wind hit the fire, I tell you it was a conflagration. How we need the wind of God to hit the fire in the church. How we need to have the fire be so strong that we preach Christ day in and day out, week in and week out, month in and month out, year in and year out. Oh yes, how we need the wind and the fire. The wind blows where it chooses and you hear the sound of it, but you do not know where it comes from or where it goes. So it is with everyone who is born of the Spirit. Have you been born of the Spirit? I was born of the Spirit when I was baptized, but I came to an experience of that in 1968. It was the new birth experience. Nicodemus said to Jesus, How can these things be? Jesus answered Nicodemus, Are you a teacher of Israel, yet you do not understand these things? He didn't understand them. He was a teacher in Israel, one of the greatest teachers. Truly, truly, I tell you, we speak of what we know and testify we to what we have seen but you do not receive our testimony. If I have told you about earthly things and you do not believe, how can you believe if I tell you about heavenly things? The earthly things was 
Unless a man be born again, he shall not enter the kingdom of heaven. No one has ascended into heaven except the one who descended from heaven. That's Jesus. That's Jesus, the Son of Man. And just as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, let me tell you why was a serpent, because they were being bitten by serpents for their sins. Why does God said mount a serpent on a pole to look at the things that they were afraid of? I'm telling you, the way that you conquer fear is to look at what you're afraid of in the name of Jesus. Whatever you're afraid of, look at it in the name of Jesus. And know that you can conquer that fear if you want to. Look at something that you're afraid of in the name of Jesus. Just as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so must the Son of Man be lifted up on the cross. The Son of Man is to be lifted up, and he draws all people unto himself. Into his sacred heart he drew you on the cross. Into the sacred heart, he drew me on the cross. So must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whoever believes in him may have eternal life. Do you have eternal life? I do, by the grace of God. How do I know? I believe in him. I believe in Jesus. He is the Messiah. He is the Son of God. He is the one who shed his blood for my sins. He is the one who died, was buried, and rose from the dead. I believe in Jesus. I have eternal life. And I tell you, eternal life is this, tells us in the 17th chapter of John, to believe in Jesus Christ and in the Father who sent him. Verse 16, For God so loved the world, that he gave his only Son, so that whoever believes in him may not perish, but may have eternal life. God sent his Son in the likeness of man so that we would escape the fires of hell. God sent his Son for you out of love, and he loves you so that you and I would escape hell. God didn't have to do it. He did it out of love. God so loved you that he gave his only begotten Son, that you who believe in him may not perish, but you may have eternal life. My Lord, this is what God did. Do you know that today? He couldn't have done any more. He gave us his only begotten son out of love so that we would be able to live the will of God and go to heaven by the grace of the living God. Verse 17, Indeed, God did not send the Son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. God did not want to condemn the world. He wanted the world to be saved through the cross, through the blood 
of Jesus. He did not want the world to be condemned, but he wanted the world to be saved through his blood. Those who believe in him are not condemned. Do you believe in Jesus? Have you surrendered your life to him? If not, do it now. I surrender my life to you, Lord Jesus. I surrender my life to you, Lord Jesus. I surrender my life to you, Lord Jesus. But those who do not believe are already condemned because they have not believed in the name of the only Son of God. How many of your friends are condemned because they do not believe in Jesus? As a matter of fact, they take his name in vain. You don't need friends like that. You need friends that are going to bring you to the throne of grace. You need friends that are going to help you and not curse the Lord. And this is the judgment that the light came into the world and men love darkness rather than their light, rather than light because their deeds were evil. This is the judgment that the light came into the world, but people hated the light and walked in darkness so that their deeds may not be exposed. They were afraid if they were walking in the light that their deeds would be exposed. I tell you, my deeds have been exposed through the blood of Jesus, through the light of God. My deeds have been exposed all those sins have been taken away, forgiven in Jesus' name. That's why I go to confession, to have my sins forgiven. And you know who forgives me? Jesus. Oh, yes. He said in John 20, Whose sins you forgive shall be forgiven. Whose sins you retain shall be retained. But those who do what is true, come to the light so that it may be clearly seen that their deeds have been done in God. You say, but my deeds are so dark. I'm afraid of the light. I was talking to a young, an older man the other night, and when he was a young priest, he died for a couple of minutes. And he told me about the light that covered him and that he was filled with the glory of God. He was filled with a presence that never could he make it up. He said, I didn't want to come back. And when the doctors took me back, they said, why did you take me back? Because he experienced the living light of God. God is light, and in him there is no darkness. Verse 22. After this, Jesus and his disciples went into the Judean countryside. He spent some time with them and baptized. Jesus did not do the baptisms. His disciples did. John also was baptizing at Anon near Salim, because water was abundant there, and people kept coming 
and were being baptized. John, of course, had not yet been thrown into prison. Listen to what they say. Now, a discussion about purification or baptism arose between John's disciples and a Jew. They came to John and said to him, Rabbi, the one who was with you across the Jordan, that's Jesus, to whom you testified, he is baptizing, and all are going to him. John answered, No one could receive anything except what was given from heaven. No one can receive anything unless it was given from heaven. This radio gift is a gift from heaven. My proclamation is a gift from heaven. Your receiving it is a gift from heaven. I'm not the greatest preacher, but I preach the word of God. I don't understand how people do not preach the word of God. I do not understand it. No one can receive anything except what has been given from heaven. You yourselves are my witnesses that I said, I am not the Messiah. Remember, they came to John and said, Are you the Messiah? He said, I am not the Messiah. Are you Elijah? I am not Elijah. Are you one of the prophets? I am not one of the prophets. I am not the Messiah, but I have been sent ahead of him. He who has the bride is the bridegroom. I have been sent ahead of him. Isaiah 40, one crying in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord. He who has the bride is the bridegroom. Who is the bridegroom? The Lord Jesus. Who is the bride? The church. All those who believe in Jesus, who have eternal life. The friend of the bridegroom who stands and hears him rejoices greatly at the bridegroom's voice. For the reason my joy, for this reason my joy has been fulfilled. Listen to the next thing. He must increase, but I must decrease. That's the Christian life. That the Lord would increase and I would decrease. It's called humility. I know who I am in the sight of God. I'm dust. I'm a dead man. You know what a dead man looks like? I'll tell you two things. I am a dead man. I've died already in Christ. And he tells me to make sure I'm dead every day. You know what the two things that a dead man does? He's going in one direction, and he's got no plans of his own. He has no plans of his own, and he's pointed in one direction. Oh, yes, the one direction is the Lord Jesus Christ. No plans of his own are the plans of God. I know the plans I have for you, plans to give you a future and a hope. When you call upon my name and seek me with all your heart, you'll find me with you, says the Lord. I have plans for you. You say, but I have had my own plans, and they're all dark. 
Well, it's time to come into the light. It's time to come under the cross that the blood of Jesus would wash away your sins. Get to confession. Get to confession. He must increase, but I must decrease. The one who comes from above is above all. That's Jesus. The one who is of the earth belongs to the earth and speaks about earthly things. The one who comes from heaven is above all. That's Jesus. He testifies to what he has seen and heard, yet no one accepts his testimony. Whoever has accepted his testimony has certified this, that God is true. He whom God has sent speak the words of God, for he gives the Spirit without measure. I need more of the Spirit. Do you need more of the Spirit? I need that wind to blow in the fire of God in my heart. I need it. And I call on God to give me more of the Spirit. And he doesn't give the Spirit in measure. The Father loves the Son and has placed all things in his hands. That means you've been placed in his hands. What are you going to do about it? Like, what are you going to do about it? All things have been placed in his hands. Like, what are you going to do about it? Are you going to surrender? Are you going to live your own life? You know those people that live their own life, they sing in hell, I did it my way, four-part harmony. I did it my way. Oh, no, I don't want to do it my way. I want to do it Yahweh. I want to do it His way. I don't want to do it my way. I don't want to go to hell. I've been saved from hell by the grace of God. You've been saved from hell by the grace of God. The only thing you need to do is surrender and give your life to Jesus and ask that you might live His will every day. The Father loves the Son and has placed all things in His hands. Whoever believes in the Son has eternal life. That's so clear. Whoever believes in the Son, Jesus, has eternal life. Whoever disobeys the Son will not see life. He must endure God's wrath. No one needs to endure God's wrath. The only thing we need to do is to believe in the Son and give Him our lives and live for Him. Well, people say, well, I said the prayer a long time ago. That's all I need to do. Oh, no. You need to every day give your life to Jesus. You need every day to say, Lord, I surrender. You need every day to say, Lord, I give you permission over my life. It's not only that you said the prayer. It's not only that you've been baptized. The Catholics say, well, I've been baptized. But have you given the Lord your life as an adult? Many of the Protestants say, I've said the prayer. The sinner's prayer. But are you surrendered to Jesus today? Have you given him your life? That's the question. Oh, but I said the prayer. Oh, that I was baptized. You need to surrender in the name of Jesus. You need to surrender 
in the name of Jesus, Father, give us the grace to surrender. Give us the grace to call upon your name. Give us the grace to surrender to Jesus, that everyone who believes in him has eternal life. Chapter 4 of John's Gospel. Now, when Jesus learned that the Pharisees had heard Jesus is making and baptizing more disciples than John, although it was not Jesus himself, but his disciples who baptized, he left Judea and started back to Galilee, but he had to go through Samaria. This is very interesting. He had to go to Samaria. He's going to meet someone, a Samaritan. He's going to meet someone whose deeds are darkness, but who comes into the light. Oh, yes, he had to go to Samaria. I remember a man who was being preached to by everybody. He said, I'm going down to the Caribbean. I'm going to ask the guy for a drink. The guy that gave him a drink said, Do you know Jesus? He said, I give up. I give up. I give him my life. So he came to a Samaritan city called Sychar, near the plot of ground that Jacob had given his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there, and Jesus, tired out by his journey, was sitting by the well. It was about noon. So let's think about that. Jesus, tired out by his journey, he was true man as well as true God. He was sitting on the well. The sun was high in the sky, beating on his head. A Samaritan woman came to draw water. Why was she come at 12 o'clock? Well, we're going to see why. Because her deeds are dark. She comes when there's nobody around because they made fun of her. Jesus didn't make fun of her. Jesus told what she was all about. Let's continue. Let's see what God does. A Samaritan woman came to draw water, and Jesus said to her, Give me a drink. His disciples had gone to the city to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, How is it that you, a Jew, ask a drink of me, a woman of Samaria? Jews do not share anything common with Samaritans. The Samaritans worshipped on Mount Gezerim. The Jews worshipped in Jerusalem. A Samaritan was considered less than a dog. But Jesus did not consider that woman to be less than a dog. Jesus answered her, If you knew the gift of God, and who is it that is saying to you, Give me a drink, you would have given him, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. The woman is excited. If I get this living water, I do not have to go down to the well at noon anymore. 
The woman said to him, Sir, you have no bucket, and the well is deep. Where do you get that living water? Are you greater than our ancestor Jacob, who gave us this well, and with his sons and his flocks drank from it? Jesus said to her, Everyone who drinks of this water will be thirsty again. But those who drink of the water that I will give will never thirst. We'll look at this tomorrow. The angel of the Lord declared unto Mary, and she conceived of the Holy Spirit. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. Blessed is the fruit of your womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. Blessed is the fruit of your womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Behold the handmaid of the Lord. Let it be done unto me according to your word. You see, Jesus gave us Mary under the cross, not only to John, but to us. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. Blessed is the fruit of your womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us in the womb of the Blessed Virgin Mary. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. Blessed is the fruit of your womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Your homework is to read John 4. God bless you. This has been In Season and Out of Season with Father Tom DiLorenzo. A tape of this week's series of messages is available to you with a donation when you write to this new address, Father Tom DiLorenzo, P.O. Box 602, East Boston, Mass. 02128. Please make a note of it. And remember that this ministry is supported only by the donations of listeners, so please help as the Lord leads you. That new address again is Father Tom DiLorenzo, P.O. Box 602, East Boston, Mass. 02128. And be sure to listen again next time for In Season and Out of Season. Oh.